from ABC7, this is Game Time with Coach McVay. The Los Angeles Rams head to Dallas to take on the Cowboys. And this week on Game Time with Coach McVay, we're talking about the Rams running game. This is Kirk Sandoval with ABC7 Los Angeles. Joining us this week is Rams running back coach Ron Gould. You'll also want to check out the video version of my one-on-one interviews with the Rams coaches Saturday nights at 11.45 Pacific Time on ABC7 Los Angeles and on our streaming channel. Welcome to Game Time with Coach McVeigh. We appreciate you guys joining us. And first and foremost, we want to say congratulations to Sean and Veronica McVeigh on the birth of their first child, Jordan John McVeigh. And congratulations to them. And since it's the World Series week, we're, we're going to our ace in the bullpen. Ron Gold, thanks for running backs, Coach. Thanks for jumping in for us. Well, thank you. Really appreciate you having me on and everything. And yes, congratulations to Coach. Um, he's gonna—he's not gonna have very much sleep now, and so I'm not sure how he's gonna navigate through that. But I'm sure he'll find a way. You, you coaches know that sleep is overrated, anyway. So, Ron, I want to ask you: This is your first year with the Rams after spending more than two decades in the Pac-12, uh, 10, and 12 conferences, and a lot of time in college. What's the biggest difference for you personally? Being in the NFL, what? How much more time you have just to do football? You know, you don't—you're not. You don't have to adhere to parents calling you, you know, recruits and those kind of things. You know, it's just all ball. And and so I think that's the biggest difference right there. And then you have more time. I think um, I actually called Coach Mike LaFleur when I first got here and he said, hey, I want you to know now your summer is your summer. You don't you won't have to worry about anybody calling you. And I went through withdrawals now because I spent 30 <laughs> years, you know, talking to parents, talking to recruits. And I actually called him and I said, hey, do I still have a job? You mean, what's going on? I haven't heard from anyone. But that's been the biggest difference in, in, and so forth. Coach McVeigh told us that when you were breaking up film at one point, you kept asking, hey, who's this number 27? Who's this 27? Daryl Henderson with the injuries was called back. Uh, what's your reaction now? You know, it's, it's uh, everything that I saw on film, and that's exactly right. I, I was like, Coach, who's 27? You know, I didn't know his name, but I knew he, he played really well from the things that I, I was able to, uh, to to glean from the video. And so um, I would ask Coach there, but having been here and seeing him, I just love how uh, his smile that he has, first and foremost, but just as, you know, he's practicing with the kind of passion that, that I talked to, those guys, talked to those guys about and, and that's been really representative of, of uh, the first you know few weeks of me working, a couple of weeks I've been working with him. Well, Daryl had 18 carries for 61 yards, but take a look at this. He also had a nice touchdown. Describe what you saw from on this play. Well, I think you know it's one of our one of our favorite plays, and I think one of the things that, that he did a great job is finding a crease, okay, and getting behind his pads and finishing this thing. And we talk about the end zone being like Fruitville, and what that means is every player has their favorite fruit. And so one of the things we do is I asked him, I said, well, how did it taste to get in the fruit bill? And he said, Coach, I loved it. It tasted really good. <laughs> I'm going to steal that, fruit bill. <laughs> yeah. um, Royce Freeman is a different kind of running back, very big back and a veteran. How do, uh, between Henderson and Freeman, how do they complement each other? Are they similar? How are they different? Well, like you hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, uh, Royce is a bigger back. First of all, I just want to, I want to, commend all the guys they've been able to work with up until this point it's just been a blessing 
a dream come true to walk with, you know, work with the guys that I've been able to work with. But getting back to to, to uh, Royce, Royce is a bigger back. He's more downhill. Um, um, he's not going to make you miss too often, um, but he's a punishing runner, violent. But but the thing that uh, that's one of the things that separate. But don't uh, misconstrue uh, Daryl. This guy too is violent. I mean, the impact. There's a, like a little you can feel it when he hits guys. And so, although he may not be 230 pounds, he still packs a punch. Yeah. That that uh, that that you hear from time to time. And with Evans, here's a young man who, coming out of high school, was the number one recruit coming out of high school. So you know he's got talent. He goes to TCU and then Ole Miss, and you used him a little bit. And he always compliments you as for getting him ready between the ears. What do you see out of Evans? Uh, His upside is huge. This young man has got a lot of talent in terms of speed. He's a powerful guy. He's explosive. And then the thing that he's starting to do is he's starting to play faster because we'll talk about, I use the phrase, understanding leash of control. And now that he's starting to understand what we're doing, the faster you see him play. And I talk to guys about playing at their speed. And what that simply means, if you run 4-5, I need you to play at 4-5 because that Mm. means you're playing fast. If you run 4-5 and you're playing at 4-6 or 4-7, then that means you're not playing at your speed and it's not fast enough. Blocking is such a key thing for a running back, not just running. How does that impact their playing time? You know, one of the things we see, you know, and this is something I've done my whole entire career, you talk to any of the former guys I've ever coached, I said, if we don't pass protect, we don't play. Okay, so, I mean, it's real cut and dry. And you, and also give them the analogy of, of who's worth more. Yeah. Okay, a back may, may let's say, throwing out a number, a million dollars, let's say. Well, those quarterbacks going to get paid $20 million. Okay, so the value of that tells you right now who's most important. I used to use that a lot in college. Uh, and then one of the things that, uh, so to get these guys to understand that we have, we have a Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback, and we want to keep this guy upright. And so it's really important that, that uh, the guys are real locked into the details and who they got to pick up. And uh, there's another phrase that I like to use. I say, see a little, see a lot. Mm. Okay. And so what that simply means, if I'm looking for everything, I see nothing. But if I'm looking at the things I need to see, I'm going to see a whole lot. That's great. And that's so great. that's the phrase that I kind of use with that. I love that. Uh, speaking of your Hall of Fame quarterback, um, for people who don't know, you've in the last 10 Super Bowls, Coach has had five running backs in the last 10 Super Bowls that you coached at one point uh, in your career. Now, you said Hall of Fame quarterback. He ran as well. So you're a running backs coach. Describe Matthew (laughs) Stafford's run and what you saw here as a running back coach. Well, I thought he did a great job of moving in a pocket. You know, he got his eyes around and then look at there. We talk about falling forward. He smelled that first down, and he went and got it. <laughs> were, were you holding your breath a little bit? <laughs> well, I knew he wasn't going to really take a hit because he knows where, he knows how to get down and get away from guys. And so, but it was exciting just to see him run because he's a, he's, a, he's a dynamic little runner when he wants to run. Coach Gold, my favorite part is that. Just, yeah, a little emotion. And, and when your quarterback, a Hall of Fame player, does that and the huddle around him, it speaks to what people think of him. And he's uplifting. And I, I have to say this, you know, you don't really get a chance to appreciate how great he is. And from afar, I've been watching him and I shared this with him. And I was like, man, I knew you were, I knew you were a great quarterback. 
But it wasn't until I was actually seeing him throw live when I was like, oh, my goodness, this man is special. And and he can throw an analogy I use is high school quarterbacks throw the ball in the ocean. You get to college, they throw it in a pool. You get to the NFL, you throw it in a bucket. And so those windows are super tight. And his ability to fit those balls in there has just been so impressive to me. Likewise, the first time I saw him and his cerebral, the way he looks across and reads everything and knows where every player is. Um, I want to go back to a couple of your running backs in Rivers and, and Kyron Williams, both on IR. Um, Kyron had the greatest game of his career and then at the end gets hurt. What are you seeing? He's really exploding and certainly uh, has had great success up until the injury. I think one of the things I think that, that stems from is this young man's work ethic. And, mm. you know, he takes copious notes in the meeting. Um, and he's, you know, he's always asking a lot of good questions. Um, and so from that leadership point, and then he's also really, he's super competitive, okay? And, and that's one of the things as a coach, as the art of a coach is trying to figure out, you know, how to try to reach these guys, you know? Um, and, and just to see him be a professional. You know, we talk about that here a lot here, you know, here with the Rams, and he's a professional. He's at the meetings early. Um, he has his notepads out. You know, like I said, he's taking copious notes. And then he has an impeccable work ethic on the field as well. When they are off IR, it'll be the week after the bye week, when they're eligible to come out. There's an old cliche in sportscasters, and I don't know if it's true among coaches, that you don't lose your job to injury. But do you? I mean, you've got a lot of depth now at running back, but you've also got two terrific guys in Ronnie Rivers and, and Kyren. How will you decide that? Well, I think that's one of the things that Coach McVeigh, you know, we'll sit down and then we'll just kind of plan everything out. And, you know, he, you know, I'll pick his brain and he'll let me know how the direction he wants us to go. And then, and then we'll go from there, you know. But, I, you know, being fortunate to have these guys, and I didn't really say anything about Ronnie, and Ronnie's another young man, if I can. Yeah, sure. Uh, Ronnie's another young man that, that, that has done an extraordinary job of, of really listening to the details of things, how I'm coaching them, you know, things that are different. Um, and with, all, with those two guys uh, in particular, you know, I use the phrase having a humble heart. And when you have a humble heart, you have an opportunity to grow, you have an opportunity to change, and that's what those guys have. And mm-hmm. so, and that's what makes those guys really, really special. You know, if there's something that I'm asking those guys, okay, we need to tweak this, we need to get better at this, it first starts with me, and I got to put them in a situation through a drill or through something to help them feel comfortable at the things I'm asking them to do. And I think they do a really good job of trying to do the things that we're asking them to do uh, from a standpoint of reading, how we read a play, and so forth. Um, and so the reason why I think these guys have had some success and are, are having success is because um, that understanding that leads to control. And so I sit in a room and I don't really just talk to guys. I'm asking, them, OK, so how's this play blocked? And because that's that understanding that leads to control. And so when they can say, OK, you know, we're it's coming on, off a, uh, a single here or backside B or, you know, doom here or whatever the calls are. Now they're starting to get it, and they know the intent of where the play is supposed to hit, and that's how that's how those guys can play faster. I love that. I love the humble heart because that's a life lesson that will carry them certainly past football as well. Oh yes, sir. We'll be right back. 
Now, more of game time with Coach McVay. We're going one-on-one with Rams running back coach Ron Gould. You guys play Dallas, you go into Big D, and as you look at the tape this week, uh, number 11 seems to be uh, wreck a lot of havoc in Micah Parsons. What are the challenges in running against him and against this Dallas defense? Well, first of all, they're just their team alone. They got, they're, they're super talented. They're extraordinary. They play with a lot of passion. Um, you know, they're very disruptive um, because there's a lot of movement up front. Um, and so those are things that really causes a lot of problem. And Levin is special because they'll put him at defensive end, and next time he'll be a nose guard. Next time, you know, he'll be a linebacker. You know, they just kind of stand him up as a nose guard, move him around and those kind of things. So, you know, from that standpoint, it's, it's difficult. And so that's one of the things we've been working through is making sure that we have a great game plan to find out how we can corral this guy. You're you know, not going to be able to stop him, okay? Uh, we gotta, you just got to be able to slow him down. Expand on that a little bit with Stafford. You talked about that tight window, throwing it in a bucket. But because Micah moves around so much, but it's almost like a chess match, I feel, with Stafford because he can audibleize and change the plays. What are you telling your running backs in terms of how do they prepare for that element of the game? Well, yeah, just like anything, you know, we have our protection rules. We have it in a run game. We have it in a pass game. And so one of the things that we'll do is we'll use our rules to allow us to either run towards him or run away from him mm. or we'll slide to him or just different things that we will use um, in a game plan just to try to slow him down. Running back coach Ron Gould with us, and I could do an entire 30-minute segment on you, quite frankly. Um, you're really an inspiration coming from Tucson, Arizona. Uh, your mom was killed in a tragic car accident when you were just 14 years of age. Your father was in prison. How did you go from that tumultuous time in your life to where you are now? Well, I think, you know, it's, it's a blessing from God that, that, you know, I'm here today. And, um, you know, mom was the, the breadwinner for us. And, you know, um, you know, I, I had learned at an early age that I was never going to let my circumstances determine what I could become. And I knew through, you know, trial and errors, and I've made a lot of mistakes along the way, and, uh, but by the grace of God and, and great people around me, it just kind of continued to channel me in the right direction. For me, it was important for me to graduate from college and do those things, and, you know, I was really into sports, and so um, those are things that kind of fueled me in terms of keeping my eye on the prize and uh, uh, enabling me to be in the position that I am today. But, um, you know, it, it ain't about me. I want you to know that. Yeah, and it's it's, it's 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 about the people that I've had around me, uh, all the kind of support I had, and then God has just really guided me through this process, you know, uh, to put me to where I am today. It, it's a amazing as I sit here, I was telling Michael, our producer, that uh, what you just said, that you can't let your circumstance dictate your future. And now I look, and it's easy for all of us to look in hindsight, 2020, and look in the rearview mirror. But how has that difficult chapter, those difficult trials that you went through, helped you as a coach to mentor, whether it's a college running back or a pro running back? And that's a great question. I think the biggest thing for me is is learning to have a, a servitude heart uh, when I coach these young men. Um, 
as I got here and I talked to these guys, I said, I can care less to say I'm the running back coach with the Los Angeles Rams. It's about me enriching their lives. How do I create an environment where I can optimize these young men's potential, you know, on a field and a classroom, but also outside. And the way you do that is, is being open, honest, and transparent with these guys and letting them know that, hey, you know, I've been through some of these challenges and some things guys have gone through, but also creating that environment where these guys feel safe enough to be able to talk to me about different things that's going on in their lives. Because as you well know, there's a lot of stuff that's going on and these guys are pulled a lot of different ways. And so by me just trying to be open and honest with them and letting them know that I'm here to serve them. OK, how do I enrich their lives? And part of that is getting to know them. I tell people this, that people don't care about how much, you know until they find out about how much you care. Amen. And so for them to see that, and, and I remember early on when I got here, the guys talked about, hey, coach, we trust you. And I said, no, 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 I don't need you to trust me now. Trust comes from consistently doing it over and over again. Okay, and I said, that's that's the thing I want you to see. I don't want you to see it now. I want you to see how I'm gonna carry on throughout this whole process. And one of the things I told him, I said, hey, you know, there's, I'm going to keep my foot right where the sun don't shine, okay? <laughs> but I'm, I'm never going to be demeaning. I'm going to always be demanding. I love that. Okay? Love and that. So those are the things that I try to do. And But the openness and knowing that I'm here to serve these guys and to enrich their lives has helped me along the process. Running back coach Ron Gold and I actually have something very unique in common. We were both in San Diego when Los Angeles called, and we both came running. Okay, that happened for me 24 years ago. But for you, you were the called named the assistant head coach at San Diego State in February. Uh, what did Sean McVay, what was that call about that you said, I'm going to do that? You know, I just think over the years, you know, I've had some opportunities to, to coach in the NFL, and it just wasn't right. When I got a call to ask to interview – um, and to open up doors for me uh, and my family to be able to, to really look at this thing. When the call came, I was so excited about interviewing. You know, I just didn't want to screw that thing up. You know, <laughs> you know I was super nervous, you know. I was super nervous, even though I've been coaching a long time. Yeah. But once I got on the phone and I started interviewing with all the guys, you know, uh, Coach uh, LaFleur and the, and the rest of the coaches, I mean, it's like these are great guys. You know, they took the time to – the one which spoke a lot and told me a lot, they wanted to find out about me a little bit. And so and just watching how those guys interacted amongst themselves and just seeing some of the questions that they asked me, I thought, man, this is a special group. And then, you know, from from the outside, you hear so many great things by Coach McVay. Yeah. And so having an opportunity to, one, talk to him um, and, and then, you know, interview and so forth, um, it, it really um, – um, just really lifted me up, okay? And I got to tell you how when he called me to offer me the job, so it, it took, I think it was two and a half days, maybe three days or something before he called, and I was on a treadmill, and I looked down at my phone, and it was, I said, oh my goodness, Coach McVeigh. And so we get on the phone, he said, what are you doing? I said, I'm working out. And then, um, and then I said, just a minute, Coach, let me get off this treadmill. And then he said, uh, you know, how would you like to work for the Los Angeles Rams? And I'm going to tell you right now, Tears came to my eyes, you know, because it's an honor and it's something that my former players have always said to me, coach, you need to you need to get in the NFL. You need to coach in the NFL. You know, so they would always tell me that. 
you know, and so having that opportunity to come work for an extraordinary organization, um, just extraordinary man and Coach McVay, uh, just an incredible staff. It is really a dream come true, and it's a true blessing. That's goosebumps, man. That's a great, great story. Congratulations. I have to ask you, uh, you've coached, uh, you've been a head coach at UC Davis. You've coached at the highest level in college football, and now you're coaching in the NFL. Sean always says, "Grow where your you know, grow where your feet are planted." And right now, you're with the Rams. Is there a burning desire in your heart to be a head coach, either in the NFL or college again? No, 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 no. I'm, and that's one of the things that that for me has always been true. Is I've always been where my feet are. And even with the, the, the San Diego State, i got to give you a little color to this so that way you have an understanding. And with the um, uh, San Diego State Aztecs, when I was there, I talked to Coach Hoke, and I said, before I signed my contract, I said, hey, Coach, I go, let me, you know, we talked about the NFL, me having opportunities, not being able to take them before. I said, hey, just by some chance, can you take this out of my contract, my buyout? I said, if the NFL calls please let me have an opportunity to go there. And I said, I'm never going to go to another Pac-12 school, ACC, yeah. SEC. I'm not going to do that. But I said, I would like to have an opportunity if they call by chance. Yeah, yeah. And I wasn't looking to leave. And when I got the call, I mean, it, was a shock, it was a shocker to me. And then, and then I said, okay, let me just go put my best foot forward. And then everything you know, lined up and came to fruition. That's fabulous. That's, that's It's just great life stories that you're sharing with us. And I want to close uh, as you go into Dallas. I want you to finish this sentence for me. We can win this game if our running backs do what? Be consistent. Expand on that. You know, we got we to gotta be able to hit the hit, seat of things, have great eyes, and attack. You, you want to keep what – I, what I want to say here is we want to we make sure we're always – getting positive yards, okay, because that's something that's super important. You want to try to stay ahead of the chains. You don't want to stay – you want to stay out of second and 10, yeah. second and 12, well, yeah. those kind of things. And so, you know, a guy's got to continue to hold on to the ball, continue to protect Matthew. Those are the things that's going to enable us, give us a chance uh, to, 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 to be able to, to get a victory at the end. Ron Gold, we appreciate you. What a blessing for us to get you know you better, and thank you for sharing some great life stories with us and nothing but success. Well, thank you so much. Thanks for having me here. You betcha. Be sure to watch the video version of Game Time with Coach McVeigh Saturday nights at 11.45 Pacific on ABC7 Los Angeles and on our streaming channel. <laughs>